And then, as if to prove his point, something about the size of a bus fell out of the sky and came within about ten meters of squashing them flat. Holy shit, Jason squawked as they both tumbled sideways off the bench in a tangle of arms and legs, finally rolling off each other and coming to a half crouch as they stared at the thing in stunned disbelief. It was teardrop-shaped and made of some kind of dull metal, though patches of burned and melted foam suggested it had once been covered with something else, and a ragged torn section of black cloth from the top of it fluttered in the breeze like a crow's wing. How the hell? McKay gaped at the thing, which had dug itself a three-meter-deep trench in the middle of the governor's prize rose bushes. He'd been about to ask how the thing had gotten there, but his question was answered in the next moment, when another of the pods glided in out of the night on a thirty-meter black parasail and crashed into the upper floor of the governor's mansion. Oh, my God! Valerie screamed. Glenn! Jason was too preoccupied to note how ironic her concern was, considering what they'd been about to do, but he did feel a sinking feeling in his gut, not unmixed with a pang of guilt, when he realized that Shannon, too, was in the building. He jumped to his feet, hearing alarm sirens wailing from the guard barracks off to the west side of the mansion, and was about to rush back inside when a loud series of sharp bangs stopped him in his tracks. A line of explosive bolts arrayed around the waist of the pod popped like a string of firecrackers and the bulbous shape began splitting along the seam, the blast from the bolts enveloping everything for ten meters around in a wreath of gray fog. McKay wanted to run, wanted suddenly, worse than anything, to get away from this thing. But the spectacle playing itself out before him seemed to hold him enthralled, unable to move. A dark recess of his mind expected some eldritch horror to emerge from the opening pod, covered in slimy tentacles. What did come out of the gap in the metal, stepping slowly but evenly out of the cloud of smoke into the glare of one of the emergency floodlights, was something a bit more prosaic but no less dangerous. A half-dozen man-shaped figures in heavy, brown camouflaged armor, arms full of wicked-looking metal objects that were easily recognizable as weaponry. Backlit by floodlights, their shadows looming menacingly toward Jason and Val. The armored figures seemed gigantic. McKay estimated they had to be at least two meters tall. The lead figure, faceless behind the polarized visor of its full helmet, swung its bullpup configuration rifle toward them, the birdcage of the muzzle brake yawning wide. Jason made a sudden grab for his pistol, sure that he was dead, but the clatter of gunfire behind them distracted both his attention and that of the intruders. Three of Sigurdsson's hired security force were dashing across the garden from the mansion's rear patio, their compact submachine guns spitting fire as they shot from the hip and on the run. The unnamed volley of ceramic bullets shattered statues and ricocheted loudly off the open pod, but didn't come within five meters of hitting the target. The intruders unhurriedly turned on the approaching guards and returned fire, metallic cases spewing from the actions of their auto-rifles as they stuttered out a hail of projectiles. Two of the mercs went down immediately, red flowers blossoming on their chests as the invaders' bullets penetrated the soft body armor there, while the third dove behind a low wall. 
The invaders seem to ignore McKay and Valerie, intent on pouring a volume of fire into that barrier to deal with the more immediate threat. The hysterical paralysis that had gripped him a moment before gone, Jason realized that the time was right to take advantage of the distraction and get the hell out of there. Without a word, he grabbed Valerie O'Keefe's hand, yanked her to her feet, and took off at a dead sprint. The mansion, as much as he wanted to get to it, to Shannon and his team, was out of the question. There were already a full dozen of the armored troops between them and the house, and the pod seemed to be landing everywhere. That left two possibilities, the guard shack or the garages. He made up his mind immediately. The guard shack would draw too much attention. They had to reach the garages.